and that's the only way. You must be receive him as your personal savior. And one prayer won't do it. Some people think, like I said, they have deceived themselves. They think that when they pray the prayer, you know, when we call them, the one to the altar call, and you say, pray this prayer, and they think because they prayed this prayer, they may not mean it in their heart. They came down because they were feeling the emotion at the time. Amen. They were feeling convicted because they was guilty about something, or they came Amen. down with their friend, and because they repeated those words. When they got to the altar, they think they're saved, but that does not mean anything. We must let people know that that doesn't mean you're saved. Amen. It's in your heart. You have to believe that the Lord uh, camps in your heart. You have to believe him. You have to feel sorry. You have to feel conviction. You have to re repent in your heart. And you have to believe that Jesus is their Christ. And you have to believe that he died on the cross for your sins. And you have to believe that on the third day morning, God raised him up from the grave. You have to confess it with your mouth. And you have to believe it. You have to be for real. You can't just say the word and believe that that is what it is. And there is a covenant versus contract, you see. And we have to know before we go into Psalms 91, this is the understanding of that. So we're going to go to Romans 10, first of all. Romans 10, beginning at the 6th verse, and I'm going to go into, uh, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. And I'm going to start, if I can get there, at the 6th verse. Oh, Lord Jesus. Romans 10, beginning at the 6th verse. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. But the righteousness based on faith imputed by God and bringing right relationship with him says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into the heaven. That is to bring Christ down or who will descend into the abyss. That is to bring Christ up from the dead as we could, could be saved by our own efforts. But what does it say? The word, God's message in Christ is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is, the word, the message, the basis and object of faith which we preach. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes and relies on Christ and so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he confesses and he con declares openly and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation. The scripture says, no man who believes in him who adheres to, relies on, and trusts in him will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. No one, for there is no distinction between <laughs> Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord over all of us. And he generously bestows his riches upon all who call upon him in faith. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking him as Lord, will be saved. That's what the word says. It's not a matter that you repeat the words and think that you are saved. This is what the word of God says. 
The ones who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And this is where the Lord says, here is when you begin a relationship with God through prayer and the word of God. Psalms 91, and we will go to Psalms 91. I'm only going to go one and two in Psalms. He who dwells in the secret place yes. of the Most High God shall remain stable mm. and fixed under the shadow of the mighty whose power no foe can withstand. I will say of the Lord. Now see, that's a declaration right there. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. And on him I lean and rely and in him I confidently trust. Confidently trust. Not yes, uh, wishy-washy trust, but I confidently Come on trust. now. And that's what the word says. We're on Psalms 91, 1 and 2. We're just going to do the first two verses here. We must be committed to pray in that secret place. Yes. Relationship with God. Here we receive peace, instruction, we're in his presence, and we have an intimacy with him. It's a secret of our faith, cultivating and growing our secret life with God. See, that's a secret in faith. Nobody can do that. It's a personal relationship with God. Not to, it's not unattainable. Many believers struggle to maintain the secret place in their lives and feel they can't change anything. See, that's the thing. That means that they're not completely uh, uh, committed. They don't really have a covenant. It's a contract. Thank you, it's Jesus. Like they can't keep the contract. They keep going out of the contract. Come on. They can't keep coming in, and it's not a covenant with God, so therefore it is not permanent. See? Mm-hmm. It's not uh, a unconditional it is conditional so therefore they keep leaving and they see they can't stay in it some go to the tv station to listen to a service and get renewed they're left they're left empty after a while or mm-hmm. they attend a church service hoping the preacher will say something that will energize them or or re, you know refresh them but it doesn't work for the journey but they know that, and we know that nothing can replace the power we have when we sit at his seat and hear his word for ourselves. See, the mm-hmm. devil is a liar. He can try to convince us that we're not even good enough. But the Lord said that he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins. Yes. All have fallen short of the glory. He said, all of us, for we not perfect. See, so he made people think that they ain't worthy to sit in the seat. They not worthy to go into their closet and seek his face. He tried to tell, but the devil is a liar. The Lord will take it as long as we're ready to repent. You see, the devil is a liar. We don't need negative words. And all call on the Lord. And when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we are positioning ourselves yeah. to the key to true kingdom, fruitfulness. Jesus taught on prayer, <laughs> and he taught us how to pray and the importance of the seeking place. Matthew 6 and 6, and that's what he said. Let's go to Matthew 6 and 6, and bear with me because I'm turning these pages. Yeah. Matthew 6 and and this is where he was teaching us to pray, you know, the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6 
and six it says, but when you pray, go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open secret, the secret place. The Bible says they who dwell in the secret place. See, that's yeah. secret when you come before the Lord. You go into your closet and you shut the door. And when you shut the door, the presence of the Lord is there. The Father's already there. It's Thank like you when you Lord. shut the door, Thank everything you, is shut out. There is the Holy Spirit. There is the Father. Everything is closed up. You shut the door and he is right there. Oh, the Lord says, though you cannot perceive me, yet I'm still there. It does not matter what the climate is of your soul. It does not matter what you're going through when you come into there, your emotions. When you come in, the presence of the Lord is there. And there he is when you close the door, you see. Some people don't even know how to close the door to begin a closet. You have your secret. They don't even know how to enter into that secret place. But the Lord says we can all enter to that secret place of the Most High God. Yes. I'm reading notes, but I'm speaking through the Holy Spirit to be with me here. Amen. But they know that we know that nothing can replace the power we have when we sit at His feet. Okay, all we need is to fall on our face. And when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, we are positioning ourselves to the, to the kingdom. Jesus taught on prayer. And see, the Holy Spirit is that Jesus taught us. He taught us the Lord's Prayer, and he taught us how to pray. And that's what mm -hmm. we know. But first, he teaches us where to pray, you see. Mm -hmm. If, you see, we go into our closet. See, we have a place in our closet. Some of us... We feel safe. We can feel the presence of the Lord in the bathroom, you know, in our room. See, I, I, I'm, I go into the bathroom and I'm on my knees. That's, that's my Hallelujah. secret place right there. Where you go into the place where you feel the presence of the Lord, that's your secret place. You close the door, that's your closet where you can feel the presence of the Lord. And you feel him as soon as you go there, you can feel his presence. And you enter in and the presence of the Lord is there. You feel him, you're there and you at a seat. That's where their closet is. People don't realize that that's the closet. They make it so uh, uh, complicated. Mm -hmm. They think that they have to do something separate or something like that. It is mm -hmm. a confession of faith. It's a position in life, you know. They who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. It's a confession. They, it's conditional. Not everybody, only they who dwell. See, that's conditional. Everybody not dwelling in the secret place. Everybody can't come wow. to the Lord. Everybody not sitting at the Lord's seat when they come in and they are in the presence of the Lord. That's a conditional statement right there. When they say they who dwell, it is a confession of faith. It's a position of life. We have made the choice to be in covenant and a relationship with God. It's permanent. It lasts forever. The result of being with God is the well-being of, of our life. And we believe in our, in our hearts. We don't seek God for protection. Only we always have his protection and have taken up residence in his protection because we continually dwell in the secret place of the Most High. See, we ain't, we're not coming out. We're continually there. We mm -hmm. can call on him, but we don't have to call on him because we are there anyway. We dwell there. 
We reside there in the presence of the Lord. We are always there. And when we trust God, we remain in his shelter. And we are so safe, you know. What does that feel? Isn't that awesome? So safe, that peace. We cannot even say what it feels like. The mm-hmm. peace that 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 just out out beyond understanding. We can't even explain no way. Only those who have dwelt in the secret place, only those at peace that surpasses all understanding. Only only the ones that understand they can we don't even can't explain to our own self, but we understand what it says. Nothing and nobody can remove us from there. The Lord said, nobody. Because, see, once you go through that and you've experienced that with the word, nothing and nobody will ever pull you because you see the reality. You see the understanding. You see for yourself what it really is. And that's what the Lord is talking about. John, 10th chapter, we're going to go to John, 10th chapter, and the 28th through the 9th verse. And it reads, and I give them eternal life and they shall never lose it or perish through the ages to all eternity they shall never by any means be destroyed and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater (laughs) and mightier than all else and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand this is what the Lord said nobody it don't matter where you can't snatch. When we made that choice to follow Jesus, when we received him as a personal Savior, nobody and nothing can take us out. Nobody. We're there eternally, and that's where we are. To be in the shadow of the Almighty first, you must choose to be always with God, to carry him in your heart, always to be in covenant and not in a contract, meaning that you leave when you get ready. You're not real if you want to do that. And when someone casts a shadow on us, for an example, as a human being, if someone casts a shadow on us, and, let, and let's say from the sun, you know how we're standing over our children and we're casting our shadow from the sun, it softens the rays of the sun, make it the rays harmless to us. You see, if God is near us, he will cast a shadow. He is our protection and he is our strength. And as we grow in him and cultivate our relationship with him, we can, we can say that the Lord is my stronghold. Yes. And we can say he is our tower. We can run in and we are safe. You see, we will run in. We can hide behind his robe. We can hide behind his wings. He is our father, and we are his children. We run behind, and we feel like a little child. And we don't. We can be be bold. You know how that feels when we fly behind our father's wings, and that's what we can truly say. We declare that. In the name of Jesus, who we are. The Lord is my refuge. Yeah. Father, this is from the experience. We say this because of the experience. We can say that. He's my refuge. And I should see, let's, let's go to um, Psalms and find it where too. See, we say this out of experience. We don't just say it. We talk in something because we know out of experience what we say. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him I lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. See, this is out of experience. You can't mm-hmm. just say this just to say it. This is out of experience, and that's how we Amen. say it. We're minister to people. We're 
testifying to people. He is my refuge. He is my strong tower. We need we, we not just say it, so we talk it out of experience, and this is what we must do. This is what the word, we testify to people. We can testify, we can guarantee who the Lord is, you see. Yes, Lord. This is a reminder of God's love for us. God will be with us in every circumstance, his presence and his stronghold. He will be there. And as we devote ourselves to the secret place with God, he will birth something in us. The call of God burning in our hearts. Our Father is in the secret place. And all we have to do is shut the door. When you enter, he will be there. And see, the, 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 see, people talk about the, my soul cries out. But have you ever, you know what it feels like when your body, your physical body begins to cry out. Your physical body begins to feel that burning. You feel that hunger, that burning. You can't even explain that craving for the Lord. That's a physical body. I'm not talking about the soul. I'm talking about the physical body. That you hunger for the Lord. That you feel his presence. Your body feels his presence. And that's everything. That's all you can do is, is say that to you. And that's what the, the, the Lord wants us to know today. Our Father is in the secret place. Jesus gives us a key to finding this secret place. And if you're wondering what you must do to place yourself in the secret place, Jesus made it clear. To get there, you all you have to do is close the door. When mm. you enter the room and shut your door, you are in the presence of your Father mm. instantly. It matters not how you feel. Regardless of your soul's climate at that moment, you know that with absolute confidence, you have stepped into the chamber of your Father in heaven. The secret place is your portal to the throne, the place where you taste of heaven itself. Receive this word and you have gained one of the greatest secrets to intimacy with God. And see, this is what the Lord said. This is all I have today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. If anyone heard this message and they heard, and they heard the testimony, and they would like to taste of the joy of the Lord, they would like to be in the presence of God without wishing and hoping and thinking. All you have to do is come to the Lord and receive the Lord unto yourself. And we'll say, I repent of my sins. I want to turn from my past life. And I want to receive you. I believe you are the Savior. And I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross for me. And on the third day morning, I believe, I know that God raised you up from the dead with all victory, Father God. And I, I want you to come into my life. I want you to receive me unto yourself. I want to receive you as my personal Savior. Come into my heart. I come, Lord Jesus, because I want to know you for myself. Not opinions from other people. Not what I heard people say. But I want to know you for my own. I want a covenant with you. I want a personal relationship with you. I want intimacy with you. You and only you, Father God. For here I am, Lord. I surrender everything unto you. Come into my heart. If you said that, you are a new creature. All things, that means everything. Past, two seconds ago, five minutes ago, all things of your past life, it's gone. Behold, all things are made new. That's what the Word of God says. And if you praise that and you believe it in your heart, you are a new creature in Christ. He's not talking about somebody that just repeated the words. You came to the altar with your friend, and they said the words, and you said the words with your friend. That does not count. The Lord said you have re deceived your Man. own self. You deceived yourself, and you are not saved, the Lord says. Mm -hmm.
Mm. It has to be real. You have to mean it for yourself. And I thank everyone for being on embassy. I'll turn it over to you, Bishop, for last words. Thank you. Lord peace. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the word of God, for the people of God. Hallelujah. And, I, and she came out of uh, Psalms 91 today, Apostle. Thank you for that word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to be obedient. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> and then I'm going to turn it over to, back to Apostle to end the call. But there's just a little song that says, In the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace, yokes are vanished, hearts are mended in the presence of the King. In the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace, yokes are banished. Hearts are mended in the presence of the King. Yokes are vanished. Hearts are mended. In the presence of the King. Apostle. Amen, amen. Thank you, Bishop. And everyone for being on, you know, today. And it does not matter, you know, we have to remember it does not matter where we are. If we have a covenant with Jesus Christ. He is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins. We just come back and call on him. We can enter in our secret place, our, our closet, that room where he is. He's waiting for us. He's waiting. We can bow down and say, here I am, Lord, forgive me. Here I am. He's there. He never leaves us or forsakes us. He is there. And even if we don't feel him. He is still there. He said he's there. Even if we can't feel him, he said he's still there. So we cannot doubt what people say. You see, trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. He is still there. We are his children. He's our father. And so that's all we have to do. And I'm going to ask Elder Johnny. Apostle, excuse me. Excuse me, Apostle. Before you do that, I don't think we got the announcements for the week. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. Ooh. If you could oh, give the announcements. Yes. Yes. Okay. The announcements for the week of July 16th or on, I don't know if they started Tuesday. We have 5 a.m. prayer with Dr. Barnum. Uh, she has talked about having it again. I know she's it's doing that Wednesday. three with me. I think she's doing just, they just have to check her itinerary. Okay. Okay. Yes, we'll check her itinerary. On Wednesday, we have noonday prayer with Elder Kirkland beginning at 12 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it goes to 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we have midnight prayer on Wednesday night going into Thursday a.m. Uh, we have with uh, our Bishop Angela Young presiding on a midnight Wednesday night going into Thursday a.m. on midnight prayer. Everyone is just encouraged to come and be on. Then on Thursday, I'm remembering, we will have uh, Dr. Uh, the Warrior. She is speaking at uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the NOW Network. Uh, she'll be on until 7 p.m. These are Eastern Standard Time. And then we will have prayer and Bible study at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are studying the book of uh, Psalms 37, and we'll be on uh, studying the verses 5 through 9 on Thursday. So there's our assignment, uh, Psalms 37, verses 5 through 9. So everyone is invited to come. So if I have not missed anything, Bishop. No, you have not. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, everyone. These are the announcements for the week of July 16th. So I will ask uh, Elder Johnny if you could just dismiss us with the priestly prayer or last remarks, if you'd like to have last remarks, and of the priestly prayer, Elder. May the Lord bless thee. May the Lord keep thee. Let his face shine upon, upon thee. And be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his continent unto thee. And give thee peace. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Elder Johnny and Mother Pat. Yes. God bless you. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Love you all. God bless you. you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. This concludes our service for today with About My Father's Business, New Outlook on Life, Outreach Center Ministries International. This is Bishop Angela Young, the founder of About My Father's Business. If you would like to sow into the ministry, you could, um, we have a cash app, Bishop Angela 60, Bishop Angie 60, I'm sorry, a cash on the cash app, or you could send a contribution to, in care of about my father's business, about my father's business, Bishop Angela Young, P.O. Box 1487, Black Mountain, North Carolina, 287 one one god bless you if you have any prayer requests you can email us at young angela 48 
at yahoo.com or olewis, olewis at yahoo.com. God bless you and you have a wonderful day in the Lord.